0: You're listening to iFanboy Talks Explode with Mike Perkins. Hey there, folks. Chris Terenceman here. This is I Fanboy It is your chance to hear us talk with some of the best and brightest in the comic book industry. And uh, this week, we're talking with Mr. Mike Perkins, who is one of my favorite artists. I originally found his work in the pages of the Union Jack miniseries written by uh, Christos Gage, and then uh, more in Captain America, and now he is the artist for uh, Stephen King's The Stand, which has just passed the, uh, the halfway point of that series. They're getting ready to uh, to launch the, uh, the new miniseries, uh, Hard Cases. We're going to talk about that at length and the, the rest of, of Mike's career up until this point, point. and uh, I tell you what, w- let's jump right in. We are joined now by uh by mr mike perkins mike how you doing um thank you it's it's always good to always good to hear from you you're one of my one of my favorite people to see at uh, at comic book conventions as uh, as we that's
1: because i buy you beer
0: it's true it's true it, and and there you go that's the that's the key if you want to you know get you know do a do a chris neesman interview just buy me a beer it's the best way it's the best way to do it <laughs> and you have good you have good taste in beer because you're english <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true.
0: <laughs> well, you you are uh, currently in uh, entering the second half of the stand, yeah, yeah. which is is it, is it does it feel does it feel weird knowing that you're in the second half or is it you know how, where are you mentally with it?
1: Um, no, no, it, it feels it feels great. We're actually halfway through, um, and there's the, the that little bit of light at the end of the tunnel to reach for. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's you know it's a long run it's long haul but it's one i always wanted to do yeah. i always wanted such a such a long run on something and something that's good, that's got the prestige of, of the stand to do it on as well where whereby everything you've done is is it's done by you sure you know so you have a big body of work there so that's that's just fantastic
0: well, it's, you know, we were talking, you know, about, about that beer and that was, right. uh, that was, uh, at, at a Chicago convention. Gosh, I think yeah. about three years ago. And, and, um, I, I was, I was sitting down with it and you were really excited. You're like, you know, tomorrow yeah. they're announcing that I'm going to be right. the, I'm going to be the artist on the stand. And you were yeah. so excited about it. Uh, at, at that point, I mean, of course you had had, you know, your experience with CrossGen and you had, right. and Union Jack and some great right. stuff at Marvel and you were, you, you and like, Steve Epting and the whole group of artists on Captain America were doing amazing right. work. But I mean, that was Captain America was really Steve Epting's book. And oh yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, definitely. I mean, that that's one of the reasons why, um, I wanted to, to move on mm-hmm. from Captain America because I mean, I loved doing the book and I love, I loved working with Ed. Um, but the fact was it, it, it was Steve's book. He started it. And, um, no matter if I was doing issues on my own, um, people would still think that steve was doing it sure um so it was it was more a case of okay it's time to move on time to establish my name just a little bit further and um and then they offered me the stand and I thought okay well you know th- this is a perfect opportunity to establish my name really so, uh, yeah, you know,
0: because I, the the stand is going to be in its entirety. How many issues are we looking at? Uh,
1: 30, thirty issues. Altogether. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that's that's a, a thirty issue run on a book, especially a finite series. I mean, you look at you look at right. you know uh, some of the great finite series that are out there. You, know, you look like at, right. at Preacher, and like Steve Dillon is right. is so tied right. to that, and that's that's yeah. the experience that that you're going to have with the stand.
1: No, it's just so nice that you know that after it's wrapped up. Um, that There won't be anybody coming over coming afterwards saying, "Okay, well, you know here is my take on it <laughs>
2: you know, it's,
1: it's such a it's such a finite thing that You know, it's all wrapped up in that one package, and that's going to be fantastic.
0: Sure, sure. And, you know, kind of, kind of moving on from that, and, and you said that it's kind of the light of the end of the tunnel. You can, you can see the finish line on it, even though you're enjoying it. Um, once you're done with the stand, do you want to go back to maybe doing, you know, a six issue run here, or maybe a fill in there, or do you, do you want to, I
1: think it's nice to, might be able to do that. Um, I mean, I'm not averse to doing another long run on something, um, but I think I'd like to, to jump around a little bit more. You know, not so much, not so much a fill in here or a fill in there, but you know, just just do like a four issue series, a six issue mm-hmm. series, uh, something like that. You know, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm doing a, uh, another one shot as well. Um, that I try to fit in between the arcs that I'm doing, um, and Marvel should announce that at some point.
2: Great cool. Um,
1: uh, so I, I can't even say who it's who the character is or anything, but uh, it's nice to be able to do some Marvel superhero stuff as well as doing the stand stuff as well.
0: You know, I, I, w- I look at the stand stuff, and it's. Um uh, Scotty Young is, is doing some amazing stuff with the, with right. the wonderful world of Oz. And, yeah, yeah,
2: that's great.
0: Oh, it's fantastic, you know, but I, I know, um from talking with Scotty, that there was that that just initial kind of uh question in the back of his mind that's do I want to remove myself from right. main mainstream Marvel right. comics where I'm to, you know he was on a, on an X-Men book I mean you were right. you were working on Captain America was there ever right. that moment of doubt it's like do I really want to go away from superheroes for 2 or 3 years will people forget about me
1: No I don't not for me not so much I I think maybe I, just coming from a European Or an English standpoint, um, most of our comics aren't based within the superhero Mm -hmm. universe anyway. I mean, we've grown up with it. We've grown up with the American comics, Um, but a lot of our uh, comics are not specifically about the superhero. So for me, it was more. It's almost as if it's a European comic, but you know, Mm -hmm. Marvel uh, publishing it. So for me, that that wasn't a consideration. But saying that, you know, you're, you're drawing it and you're you're talking to different editors and they're talking about series which are coming up, and it's like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. You know? It's like, you know, they were talking about the Black Widow series coming yeah. up, and all this, and I'm like, ah! Oh!
0: Well, I, I'm telling you right now, if they if they ever greenlight another Union Jack series and you're right, not right. the guy that draws it, I'm going to be personally very upset.
1: Cause... Yeah, well, you know, enough time might have passed by the, ty- by the time the stands uh, wrapped up that, we we might be able to do that. Who knows?
0: That would be great. Now was that that was you and Christos, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the Christ the Christos is right and That was fantastic. I mean it was just like a it was a pure Action film. But, oh,
2: it was great. but it was still, great.
1: I mean, still, it was. It wasn't a quick read. It wasn't like a four minute read.
0: No, no, um, it, was, it was great. So you can you can tell whenever you guys are, are really vested into a character like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah is,
2: definitely.
0: It's, you know, um, talking. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, you're 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 British. You, you grew up and grew up in England. And yep. um, did you? Um, you know, obviously, Marvel UK was a big. Was a big influence right. on a lot of folks over there. But are you a 2000 AD guy? I mean, is it? Oh, is it's it, a, is a it,
2: massive. Okay.
0: It's kind of it's kind of impossible to grow up over there not and not be a 2000 yeah. AD comic yeah. book fan, right? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I remember when the, the first and second issue came out, and they had some uh, biotronic man stickers that you uh, you put on your arm, and it, these these little stickers with gears and levers inside. So, so you, so you can actually trick people into thinking that you have bionic <laughs> in your that's, arm. That's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your mom was terrified. of well. <laughs> It's like but, six million dollar uh, man stuff. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I remember when it was it was mm-hmm. introduced. I, I I followed it uh, for for many many years, and uh, you know, I'm still interested in what goes on now. I'll get, I buy a lot of the collections. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm just actually ploughing my way through the Nikolai Dante stuff, um, which which is just fantastic reading. Um, so you know I'm I'm a big 2008 fan, and it's where some of my first work was as well.
0: Yeah, so. That's, it's it's kind of it's kind of a rite of passage, isn't it? You know, for,
2: for oh for yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I for think British so, writers and artists me, for
1: most English guys. I mean, it was it was terrifying for me as well because uh, um, my my second piece of work my second piece of professional work was a a judge dread strip wow so i was just i was terrified because it was like aren't you supposed to build your way up to this yeah you know i was oh. and i'm sure i i can't even look at it now but i mean that's that's not really saying much i can't look at stuff i did <laughs> you know a year ago so you know it's
0: uh, well that's a good sign it's, it's, that's a good sign if you can look at uh, it, yeah, I guess, yeah
1: i guess yeah yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, even when I was doing it, I was terrified. <laughs> so, uh, maybe one day I can go back and redo it at some point, you know.
0: Yeah, I actually, um, in a, in a weird way, British comics were my gateway into, into comics. I, right. um, I was a, a big Doctor Who fan, and even okay. w- without knowing it, I, um, the first comic I ever bought was like a Marvel premiere, I think. And oh, yeah, was, yeah,
1: yeah, The Dave Gibbons stuff.
0: Yeah, and it was a re, it was the reprints of the old, uh, Doctor Who Weekly right. stuff, which was right. just amazing. Amazing stuff. So I guess you oh, yeah. know, yeah. Dave Gibbons being the the first artist you know that that right. you ever see in a comic book is a pretty good way to come in. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean that that stuff that stuff is it's. I mean, I remember the the premiere stuff as well, but I remember when the, that stuff came out and the, you know the black and white work in it. Mm. I mean, it was recolored really for the for the American market, but if you ever see it in black and white, it's just gorgeous.
0: They're, they do. I've seen a few reprints of them in, right. the, in the in the black and white, and it is it's right. it's, it's gorgeous, gorgeous line work. And uh, oh, it is. You know, I still. And there, were, and there
1: were some great. There was some great little um, uh, backup strips in it as well. Oh yeah. You know, in the in the actual comic. I mean the. You know, the, the Steve Dillon, um, Absalom Dark Dalek
0: Killer stuff. I found a reaper, I found a collection of that and I, 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 yeah, and I just loaned it to a friend. It's like, who's uh, more of a, a new school Doctor Who fan that's, that's, that's watching the new series. And I was like, here is some, you know, 19, late 1970s stuff. And it's, you know, you, you kind of forget that Steve Dillon was doing stuff in the late 70s for, for 2000 AD and it's, and it's the Absalom Dak. Uh, backups yeah it, yeah it's brilliant stuff and boy, it is
1: oh. i mean that that's it, it for me it was basically that era of steve dylan when he was doing that and mm-hmm. he was doing uh, dread and he was doing axle press button and and he and brian bolland were, were my two biggest influences oh sure and and so like you know the the absolute dark stuff it's just fantastic oh I mean, Ed,
0: do you get no you know, cooler than a guy with a chainsaw sword i mean come on yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you're you you're however old I was, eight, nine years old, and you're reading about this this maniac Dalek uh, like piloting a spacecraft when he's totally. Drunk. That's
0: fantastic. It was great. Yeah, it's like, we're going to sentence you to death or we're going to send you to a planet to fight Daleks and your life expectancy is like 45 seconds. He's like, yeah, Yeah, yeah. okay, that sounds, you know, better than, better than dying here. It was, yeah, it was great.
2: (laughs) It was great Great. stuff.
0: All right, so so I, obviously, you know, growing up and and reading that stuff and and yeah. that was a, a big gateway for you into the into the industry. I also um, I, I took a peek at uh, at your wiki entry, and you were living right. in, you were living in Poland for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was living there for about two and a half three years because um, I met my wife in in England. Mm-hmm. I mean, she wasn't my wife then, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I met her in England, um, and then when she she's polish and okay. uh she she moved back to poland to finish her degree and i went back uh, i went over with her and stayed there for for two and a half three years so um i enjoyed it it was fantastic
0: and and you and, but uh, but you were working you were working comics and graphic design yeah and, yeah well that was yeah. the
1: thing i mean it was like well i i can do this job wherever i i go mm-hmm. so you know, I might as well do it over there. And um, well, well, it, actually, it actually helped a lot because I was doing a lot of the caliber work at that time. And um, you, caliber work, you just basically didn't get paid for. <laughs> um but it, but it was, it was an opening to the other comic companies because they want to see that you've been published. Oh yeah,
0: but I, I mean, know, you look yeah. at, look, think about the guys that came out of Caliber though.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, yeah what, I mean,
0: Ed, Ed Brubaker, uh, yeah. Bendis, Phil Hester, um, yeah,
1: Michael Lark was there, and uh, uh, there's, there's loads of people who. Oh start to work at caliber i'm, I'm hoping um, that
0: that's my dream is that at some point and they've talked about it, it's just everybody works at different companies and exclusive right. contracts and all this stuff but at some right. point i would love to see a caliber reunion anthology right right uh, it's i mean right. it's it's real caliber was and a lot of people don't even realize caliber was really kind of the the the, the blueprint for how we read comics today i right. mean all of the big guys were at caliber it's it's nuts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah definitely and and so for for me it was it was great to be living in Poland at that time um because the you know i I could do some work for two thousand a d and um that would cover me for three to four months oh, of nice. living expenses um you know and, and during that time I could work on the the caliber stuff, which I didn't see any money from really um but like I said, you know it's all about getting the stuff published and getting it in front of other publishers. Um, so I mean that that stuff that I enjoyed doing that stuff as sure. well because you know black and white stuff and that that's where I first came worked with uh, Mike Carey as well so uh, mm-hmm. we did a Doctor Faustus adaptation together and um, and and we just got on so well and we we've worked together a few times on other things as well so you know they, these kind of creative partnerships there's so many of them that started there at Calibre.
0: Did did um, because you were living in Poland, did was, was there any ever any confusion that people thought you were a Polish artist?
1: I don't think so. No, no. I, you know, I mm. mean, at that point, the you know, they there wasn't really the internet was around, but it mm. wasn't so widespread. Yeah. Um, so, you know, most of the editors I spoke with, I spoke with on the phone, and you know, so there wasn't, you know, a few of them were like living in Poland, you know, they're so confused about it, but. You know there wasn't any uh, problem with that, and plus the fact I had an agent in England who got most of my work there. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. so you know there wasn't really that that problem.
0: Well, I was you know I was going to ask you because we're talking what early nineties here, probably ninety two, ninety three, uh, mid nineties. Yeah. Okay, mid nineties. Yeah. And, and this is really before. I mean, it's such an, such an internet driven industry now. It's especially right. for for art. You know, we'll writers and artists. You know, a writer will will email you a script, and and then you're right. gonna you're gonna email proofs and and actually FTPs. Right. Stuff you know, but like early mid '90s, it was still yeah. very much a FedEx world. Is that how you were working? Yeah, yeah, it
1: was all facts You know, uh-huh. it was like uh, you know his his. I mean, the good thing with the Caliber stuff was you, you didn't really have to get the uh, layouts approved or anything like that. You know, <laughs> you, you just sat down and did the work, and then and, and then FedExed it. Okay. You know, so um, and even if you had to get things approved, it was done by you know the facts um, But yeah, I mean everything's. Completely changed now. Oh, it's it's crazy.
0: Well, the 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 stuff that you were doing at Calver led on eventually to work with CrossGen, right? Is that was that the next? Stop?
1: Eventually, I mean, yeah. um, when when we moved back to England, um, this was uh, like ninety eight, mm-hmm. um, and um, I'd started to meet up. I mean, even before going over to Poland. Um, I would meet up with a group of artists in Birmingham um in England. Um and you know it, it, people like Mark Farmer and Phil Winslade and Steve Pugh and James Hodgkins uh John McRae all all these kind of people we would get together maybe once a month um in a pub of course. Oh, of course. And um <laughs> and we just just getting to talk with people. Uh, I was talking with Phil Winslade and uh we were talking about inking and he was trying to find someone to ink his work and i said oh i'll, I'll give it a go so um he said, he sent me a blue line and he, he liked what i did and that led to me starting to ink other people's work mm-hmm. um but i mean really you know in england you you kind of do everything anyway you pencil you ink you color whatever um but that led to me inking other people's work and so it, it continued to lead to other jobs. So I was doing a lot of work for, for D C and Dark Horse. Um and then it's the, the Green Mountain Aliens work that I I did mm-hmm. uh, when I was inking over Rick Leonardi which which led to the uh the Crush stuff. Because Ron Mars was writing that. And uh and then uh, Mark Alesi saw that work and I started inking um George Perez uh Crush jet Wow. And then And then it was like, well... You know, get this guy over here. We want him over
0: here. So, uh. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I have, I have a tremendous respect for, um, for, for inking and, and inkers. And, right. Uh, it's, I mean, the, there's, I mean, it's, it's really one of the, the truly underappreciated by, by oh, fans. Yeah. Not, 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 not by, not by artists, but I think by fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Were you, were you afraid that it's like, you know, I, because you're, I mean, you, you're obviously a, an incredibly talented, uh, penciler. Were you afraid at that point that you were going to get labeled as as an inker no, and wasn't. only an
1: inker? I wasn't. Um, you know, I'd, I'd been working for a few years on on doing stuff for and Games mm-hmm. Workshop and um, and and for for uh, Marvel UK and and DC as well. And at uh, that point, I was kind of like, you know, it's going to be nice to have a rest, yeah, for for a, a couple of years. And just ink people. I mean, that that makes it sound demeaning, but it's not like that. It's a, what I mean is it, it's a totally different mindset. Yep. Um, whereas you know, the, the best way for me to describe it, and the best way I d- try to describe it to people who don't understand about the inking process, is that um, when you're penciling, you can, you can put a, a, a you know a CD on, and that CD is finished, and you, you haven't even heard it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but, but when you're inking you can put a CD on and and sing along to it you know and, and so it that's what i mean by it being a, a different mindset.
0: Well, i remember I, I talked to i talked to Rick Remender uh a while back and and right. and Rick is a guy who who kind of started in the industry as an inker and and, okay. and then kind of moved um he was inking uh, Karen Dwyer's work on the Avengers when Jeff Johns was writing. Oh, okay. It.
1: okay. okay. And and, right.
0: and Rick kind of came into the industry as an inker and he talked okay. about kind of the hurdles that he had to get over for for people to um to understand that he could do other things besides Inking, you know, I right. think it's sometimes in the American in the American market that you can get pigeonholed. But I asked him oh, if, it, merciful, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I asked him if he if he ever wanted to go back and do some inking, and he says, yeah, absolutely, I love it because it's very cathartic. And
1: yeah, and
2: it is. Yeah, it is. It's very. And,
1: and just the fact that you, you work with a lot of uh, different artists, mm-hmm. so you actually learn a lot as well um, from from the way they approach their pencils. I, I learned a ton at CrossGen working with Butch guys. I mean, it was fantastic, yeah. just just seeing how he worked and you know how to figure out the different uh, the line weights and everything. And that oh, was fantastic. As, as Butch always used to joke about, it was like saying, you know, don't ink what I put down, ink my intention.
2: You know? <laughs> so that, that was, it. Was it was
1: great fun. It was great fun to work with Butch and, and learn that that style. I think I think I think in my in my case because I'd done some penciling before as well um I wasn't really scared that I would just be pigeonholed as an inker but it, but it was happening it was happening as well so
0: well, you look at a guy like Butch Geiss, and it's interesting that, that you would work with him because um, I mean there are, I mean, there are artists that work in you know I think kind of like these families of styles, and it's right. like you and and Steve Epting and, and Butch Geiss, um, right. and maybe even Mike Lark to a, a lesser right. extent. But I mean, you guys are, are a family of artists. It's like okay, these guys could work on the same book and keep right. the same tone, and obviously that was a big part of Captain America was
1: yeah. yeah. Was, and, and, I mean, I mean with with Butch. I mean, it was, it was, I was actually down to ink uh, another artist at CrossGen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Ron was, Ron Mars was saying, uh, telling me that they were trying to get Butch Geiss in to, to work at CrossGen. And I said to him, you know, I said, okay, you know, if he joins CrossGen, then I have to ink him, you know, because our styles are, are kind of similar and, you know, I, I, lo- I love his work. It'd be nice to work with him and And so that's that's how it came about and and actually, it was in the one because we had areas of quads across and um and in our quad it was me butch and, and Steve. so you know we and i think I don't think that was a conscious thing either it was just mm-hmm. the way it fell and uh and we found that we had a lot of the same influences really um and, you know, also you're working with other artists and they they tell you about some of their influences that maybe you haven't even come across before. Sure. So there was a lot of you know, a lot of that kind of um, you know, showing other artists to other artists across gen. So that that was that was a great thing.
0: You you were working in, in a bullpen
1: atmosphere there? yeah 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 there, i mean there was uh, towards the end of it there were about a hundred of us in the building wow um uh, working on on different things but yeah i mean there were there were basically six different quads uh six different areas uh, and there were there were maybe uh, let's say one two three four five there were about six or seven different artists in each quad and um and so and and then there were offices down the the one wall mm-hmm. uh which was where the writers were working um and so it was great to have the writers there because you could just go over ideas with them and say okay well what if we took the story in this direction and you know and you could argue about it and go back and forth on it and and it was it was an interesting uh, setup. It was it was very creative in it,
0: a way. Wow, that's 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 very disappointing. <laughs> after, after
1: everything <laughs> that happened, because that
0: sounds like that sounds like a, a. I mean, you hear about you know the the Marvel bullpen of the of the sixties, right. and and you, you think about how creative that was. I, I think it was that. That bullpen was set up for, I think, different financial reasons than, than right, the creative right. ones. But it sounds like right. sounds like the Kraschen was really uh, uh, more of a, a, a creative. Uh, you know, I don't want to call right. it a think tank, but that seems to be the the idea. Do Do you, do you miss working like that? I, I assume now that you're that you're you know the the stereotypical you know isolated artist
1: now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a way, I mean, uh, it was the first time I worked in that kind of studio environment and. Uh, you know, I think everybody got a lot out of it. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. a, after every page you did, you you put a photocopy up on the wall of the quad so that everybody could see where you were in in in, in the book you were doing that month. Um, but it was also like you know, you would see people's artwork and go, "Oh man, I've got to try harder." <laughs> really? This is, this is great stuff. So there was a nice competition there as well. And um, after after Crush unfolded. I did the uh, Electra adaptation for mm-hmm. the movie at home, and uh, after after being in the studio of a hundred people, and then you know just being on my own again, I was like, oh man, I got I got I to get a studio going, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: so that's what I did. Um, there was me, Drew Hennessy, uh, Butch, and Laura Martin, and we we got a studio together, and, uh, and worked that way for another three years. Mm-hmm. Um, And then after then, you know, we just went back to uh a, uh,
0: lonely little rooms, you know. As you just kind of had, you had to gear out of the big bullpen. Yeah, yeah, it was just, like
1: just, a decompression chamber. <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> slowly, slowly rise back to the surface of uh, be <laughs> the, the isolated artist. You know, it's uh, it, it it is kind of it is kind of exciting to uh, to see in some of the towns like you know Portland with Periscope and you know being here in right. Chicago. There are little studios that that pop right. up um, with folks. Now, um, you're in you're in Central Florida. Is there is yep. there a, a decent artist community? There, I mean, are you able to spend time? Yeah, f- I
1: mean, a lot of the people stayed around mm-hmm. um, after Crush Gen as well. I would say it's like fifty-fifty, like fifty percent moved away, fifty percent mm-hmm. stayed around. That's not bad. Um, but but we we didn't really, you know, we haven't really talked about you know getting a studio together.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
1: one of the things that Crush Gen um, was good for was that when people moved down here, they um, because they had a salary. Um, they For the first time, a lot of people could afford to buy houses yeah you know so so after the crush unfolded, it was like, well, you know you, you can go back to work in your house and and you can also claim some of that back on the the taxes, you know, sure. so it was like well okay you know, what what is the real use of having a studio in that sense
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so um, and there are and there are worse places to live than Florida. Well, yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. I mean, you know, it, it, sometimes you you're, you're sitting here and you're thinking, oh, I can't really go anywhere. You know, it's too hot, but, but <laughs> you can't really complain about that, yeah. really. Uh, do, do
0: you <laughs> do you ever miss the the cold and damp of of Mother I England? Do. Do you? I do, I <laughs> do.
1: You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's
0: uh, well, come to especially... Chicago in the springtime, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take care of you.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, especially in, in places like England or mm-hmm. you know in Europe where where the distances are a lot smaller. Sure. That's kind of what I miss. I remember talking to Butch the first time I was here, and he was saying that he'd been to see his his dad in, um, I think it was North Carolina. And uh, I'm like, wow, and he he drove up. He drove Mm -hmm. up there from from Tampa. I'm like, how long does that take? He said, 12 hours. And I'm like, what, in 12 hours? You know, from England, you you've you gone from England, you've gone through Paris and Belgium, and you're in Germany. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're crossing countries.
0: Well, my 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 parents, and we're, you know, we're getting, you know, personal there, but my 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 parents just bought a house down in in Florida, and my dad right. is driving down this week, and I'm like, well, how long is it going to take you to drive down? And you know, we're in Chicago, right. and he's like, about twenty hours. I'm like, God, yeah, it's a two day, it's a two day drive. And uh, I know, yeah, yeah, it's it's. it's I know, crazy. I mean
1: the first time I. Came here with people, you know, people saying, "Oh, it's just down the road; it's two hours away." Oh yeah. And for me, it was like two hours, <laughs> two hours in England. You're going on holiday somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, my commute, my
0: my daily commute is two hours, Mike. <laughs> it's, a, it's an hour each way. I spend two yeah, hours a day away. in the car. So that's uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's some, and I wear a big a big cowboy hat and drive a huge truck, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so so from Cross Gen. You, um uh, after, after the, the unfortunate demise of CrossGen, you, really? um, uh, uh, went right to, to Marvel. You say you're working some Electra stuff, and then, and then I guess yep. what, the, the, the Union Jack mini wasn't too far after that, or was that a few years? Yeah, I Union mean, Gators,
1: it, it yeah? was, um, they, the, I was right, I was at CrossGen right until they closed the doors, mm-hmm. um, simply because I was there on a, a visa, uh, a oh. work visa for, for CrossGen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't actually, officially look around for other work while CrossGen was still open you know so i was literally there until the, the doors were shut and um and then um as soon as that happened marvel got in touch with me and said you know don't worry about your visa stuff we'll take care of that you know and and come and work for us. You know? yeah. So, yeah. Because uh,
0: you, cause your wife is Polish and, and you're British yeah. and you're over here on yeah. a visa. So yeah. Uh, I mean, that had to be worrisome.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially as, you know, we bought a house and all this kind of stuff as well. So, and, and my wife uh, was working at the, uh, the university here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, it, it was a worrying time really, but then Marvel stepped in and, um, the one of the, I mean, I did a I did a Spider-Man Unlimited story with them, and then a District X fill-in, oh, and wow. um, and then I did um, Spellbinders again with mm-hmm. with Mike Carey, mm-hmm. and that was that was nice to work on because it was entirely new characters, it was a a, a new a new book, you know. So so that was a, an interesting time, and it was just around when I was wrapping up Spellbinders that I was. Starting to to do some inks over over Steve over Steve Ditzen mm-hmm. mm-hmm. on Captain America, and um, I was wrapping up Spellbinders, and they asked me to become Steve's permanent inker on the book. And like you said, that, you know, you, you start to get pigeonholed as the inker, and I was I was, after Crush, I was really trying to establish myself as a as a penciler again. Um, so I, I basically, I politely turned them down. I said, well, you know, I'm really trying to establish myself again. And I don't want to be pigeonholed as an inker. Um, and so, um, I think it was Ed, I I guess Ed and and Tom Brevoort had spoken about it. And Ed came back to me and said, well, do you want to do alternate arcs, you know, on Captain America penciling and inking? So I mean that was just a win-win sure. win situation, you know. Um, but I also realised that well, if if I'm doing this many issues per year, I still need to do something else. Yeah. So that's when I approached Marvel with the the Union Jack idea because at that point he was still he was kind of part of the Captain America universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that's how the Union Jack stuff came up.
0: Yeah, he hadn't been touched since he hadn't really been touched since the uh, the the Cassidy uh, mini a uh, few yeah, years. Yeah, well, know
1: you know the the Invaders thing was mm-hmm. there that came out, and um, and the he was he was in the first few issues of Captain America, but he was wearing a hockey mask, and you know you <laughs> know you don't, don't want to go that route, yeah. You know? well, yeah. Especially when you got such an iconic costume, you know what, what's the use of changing it? Um, um, So um, I actually was in Chicago. Actually, uh, I went up to Andy Schmidt at one Mm -hmm. of the conventions, and he was editing, um, uh, he was one of the editors on Captain America at that time. And I mentioned to him, and said, "You know, how about a Union Jack thing?" And he wandered off, and I was like, "I didn't think it was that bad of an idea." Uh, and, uh, and then he came back with a proposal that Christoph had given him to read over that weekend oh, for the awesome. Union Jack series. Oh, fair so that it. it just fell together. It was mm-hmm.
0: great. That's, that's fantastic. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I and I and I love that many, and and I hope that you, I hope you go back to that character. But uh,
1: yeah, and, uh, yeah, I've got some ideas in my head mm-hmm. of. Union Jack stories. So.
0: Well, I know yeah, I know that you've got a, a lot of a lot of affection for Captain America and especially like World yeah. War II era Captain America. Right, so, right. it's uh, you know, get get all those get all those invaders together and uh, and do something. Yeah, I, would, I would. Yeah. Yeah. that would be a sweet thing to do? Oh. Oh. I, know I mean, we
1: we've spoke, we've mm-hmm. spoken about that at length before, me and you. Oh, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, when you introduced me to uh, Greg Rucker in mm-hmm, Chicago mm-hmm. and Um, me and Greg were talking about that and uh if that possibility ever came up, that'd be
0: fantastic. Oh, it's uh you would make a lot of people happy doing uh doing a, <laughs> just an old school World War II Invaders book. Yeah. And uh yeah. I, oh, I would I would love to see. I've been uh been watching uh the Pacific and it just uh, right. j- that right. stuff just, just lights a fire for you to to, to read those oh, awesome yeah. awesome oh, yeah. and uh I guess um uh was DC I saw is is gonna uh do a bunch of one shots on their uh their old war uh comics. Did you see that? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Like old yeah.
0: haunted tank and and, and that right. kind of stuff. So I'm I'm excited right. about that. And uh, yeah, know.
1: that that looks pretty interesting. Oh,
0: oh, I love that love that era of stuff. I'm actually rereading the uh, the the Kirby Losers right now.
1: Okay, okay. And as dated okay. as that
0: stuff is, it's still cool. It's still a lot of. Yeah, fun.
1: yeah. I mean, Butch gave me a lot of uh, a lot of those comics actually. Oh, they're uh, so the fun. Losers stuff.
0: Oh, so good, so good. Well, oh, yeah. um, I tell you what, what's up. Let's get ready to wrap up here. Uh, we've got uh, we've got hard cases. Number one is uh, right. is coming out, so it's the um, uh, over the halfway mark with uh, yeah, it's with the, the
1: stand. The fourth the fourth arc mm-hmm. of uh, this run. I think the the third the third collection comes out in July as well. Um, there's, there's there'll be three collections on the stands, um, and and then the hard cases. is is running concurrently at the same time.
0: Very cool. I've actually I've, i i decided to pick this one up in singles because you guys put some right. you, you put some amazing extras in every issue. Has either like cover breakdowns or or yeah. pages. Yeah, there's always
1: know. a mad rush at the end. You know, it's, <laughs> like, it's like oh no, we need some backup material. Ah, oh, what have we got? <laughs> it's so good though. Yeah,
0: I mean, it really it really does um, give you a little bit more bang for your buck on them. And yeah, it, just just the pacing. I mean, it's a Stephen King novel, so I mean, there's a lot of suspense, right. a lot of drama and it's it's one of those it's one of those comics that really works well in the single issue i'm sure that the collections are are beautiful but i've been i've been buying it in singles it's it's a really fun series man and
1: uh it is i i enjoy it i enjoy it definitely
0: yeah have you got did you did you get to meet stephen king i forgot to ask you that no
1: no no he, he has he has emailed me mm-hmm. a few times um you know and he he's he's really enjoying it yeah, you know, awesome. he told me that he's like a kid in a candy shop every time an issue comes out. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's nice to nice to hear.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Hopefully, you may have you have you read his um his son is writing a pretty awesome series. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. The what lock and key?
0: Lock and key is, oh, is that's
1: fantastic.
0: It's real. It's it's one it's one of my favorite books on the shelves. And uh, it is. Yeah,
1: it's, it's one of mine as well. It's it's great. And he's his um his novels. Uh, I haven't read his new novel yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Horns, but. Um, his previous novel, the um, Heartshaped uh, Box, Heart Box, and the Twentieth Century Ghosts. Yeah. that was great stuff. He's he's kind of got a similar voice to his dad as well. And very it, much. It, it, it works. It's very very good.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's it, it's great stuff. And uh, as is yeah. as is the stand and everything else that you work on. So, Mister um, <laughs> Mike Perkins, it is it is always a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm I'm glad we finally got to do an interview. It's like I I, I know I bump into you all the time.
1: Let's do another one soon.
0: yeah I tell you whenever um whenever you're getting uh, close to the end on on the stand yep. we'll have to do, we'll have to do a nice uh, a nice uh, look back on it and get a right. get, get, get an idea what you're moving on to next but uh, um, for, yeah, for and, um,
1: mm-hmm. when, when this uh when this one shot uh, is coming out as well this this one shot i can't talk about mm-hmm. then uh you know then we'll do a we'll do a quick quick interview for that as well Hey, that
0: sounds good yeah just just uh just shoot me a shoot me a message and and we'll definitely uh we'll definitely get together on that um for for, yep. fo- for folks that want to um, meet you in person at conventions this year do you have your convention
1: schedule all planned out or um any- not really i mean mm-hmm. i'm i'm hoping to go to new york and yep. that's about it okay. this year uh, you know, I've I've recently had a a, a baby, so oh
0: congratulations! You know, I'm
1: kind I'm kind of tied tied at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm pleasantly tied at home at the moment. So, um, you know, I think New York. Is is the next one
0: for me? Well that that's the only that's the only other one I'm going to this year. So. Oh right, uh, I'll yep, see you there. Yep. So we can we can uh, we can buy each other a, a, a proper drink. It sounds like a good Excellent. time. Excellent. All right. Well, Mike, uh, congratulations on the new addition to the family and all the success. And uh, enjoy the uh, um, the heat and humidity down there in Florida. I will. <laughs> all right. Good talking to you, man. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye bye. All right and a big thanks to Mr. Mike Perkins. Definitely uh, check out the stand. Hard uh, Cases the uh, the fourth mini series is uh, is coming out this week and uh, go back uh, read the rest of the series. I mean if you're a Stephen King fan there's there's no reason not to and and Mike has been uh, just knocking it out of the park with the uh, with the art on that series it's been fantastic. And uh, um like we talked about early in the earlier in the episode uh check out the the Union Jack mini that he did with uh, with Christos Gage. Uh Mike is a, is a fantastic Artist and uh, and certainly a guy that I am always on the lookout to see what he is working on next. Uh, Want to thank everyone for uh, for listening to Ifanboy Talk Explode. Uh, check out all the the great things that iFanboy.com has to offer. There's there's great articles and columns with uh, um, uh, feedback from uh, from Ifanboy listeners just like you. Uh, you can check out Ifanboy's awesome pull list service to make sure that uh, that you don't miss uh, comics each week as they as they come out of the comic shop. Uh, check out the Ifan boy video show on Wednesday, the I pick of the week podcast on, uh, on Sunday or Monday. Uh, there's the I don't miss show, which, uh, which I, I sit in on, uh, quite a bit, just uh, all the, all the awesome stuff. I iFanBoy.com. uh, doing, doing great stuff over there. So, so definitely make that uh, a daily part of your, uh, your internet surfing. All right. Thanks again for, uh, for listening, uh, drop by the, uh, the iTunes music store, leave a review if you can, would really appreciate it. Uh, everyone have a, a great rest of your week and, uh, and weekend and uh, and we'll check you out again on i fanboy talks